Welcome to the Disneyland Forever Podcast, your source for all things from the happiest place on earth. For more updates, make sure that you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Disneyland Forever, and you can check out our website, DisneylandForever.com. Hello, everyone. Howdy. It's Jordan. And Daniel. And uh, this week, we, I guess this is sort of like a preparation for Valentine's Day next week or something like that, that we want to talk to you about a fine dining experiences at the Disneyland Resort. Fine and then quote unquote fine. <laughs> and when we say fine, like, I, I guess like that's... Like Mo- Moira Rose. <laughs> Did someone say fine dining? The t- Cafe Tropical has certainly been described as fine. <laughs> Thank you for infringing on any number of copyrights. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> You're very, very welcome. Um... <laughs> As fine as you can really get at Disneyland. Um, we'll talk more about like what, what we're hoping you get out of it. This, this is not. This is just to help you like make decisions if you're wondering like what are these experiences like at these restaurants. Uh, in the meantime, I guess the first thing we should do is we have a new review. Yay! From the Apple Podcast thingies. Well, that's the only one that does it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, from Annie G twelve twenty eight. Um, They said, fun and informative. I'm so glad to have found this podcast in preparation for my family's first trip to Disneyland. The episodes follow a great format where they discuss Disneyland news followed by a specific topic and they're the perfect length. Jordan and Daniel are equally funny and knowledgeable and they have a great dynamic. I love listening to them. Thank you. She thinks you're funny? Yeah. That's weird. I know. You think you're funny. <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> and I've told you they're the perfect length. Some podcasts are like seven hours long. They are not reason. seven hours long. <laughs> Everyone's got their own thing that they want to do. It's fine. I like the half hour. I know. So I'm glad someone else does. I don't mind the longer ones myself. I know you, you make I'm it very, like very clear. Partially ADD or something. <laughs> partially, yes. That's, that's what it is. Squirrel. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Annie, for leaving that review. And this is your... A reminder that if you have not yet done so, to go into Spotify or Apple and give us a five-star rating if you're feeling so inclined. And if you have a little bit more time, leave us a review. And we really appreciate it. The more that we get, uh, the easier it is for other people to find us. And we really hope that we can get out to as many people as possible as it's... Um, it's just nice to know that it's getting out to more people and we're not just speaking to dead air, but hey. Yes. That's what it comes down to. Uh, So speaking of that format that we follow, I guess we should start with news. And there's three. We've been going back and forth. I'm pretty sure it's three things to talk about. Thank you for staring blankly into space (laughs) because that helps on an audio format. You're welcome. (laughs) I do what I can. I know. So uh, the very first thing, it's kind of small, but uh, we mentioned a couple weeks ago that there was a gigantic wall in the middle of Adventureland that was blocking it so that you couldn't go through and it was a dead end. That wall is down. When so we, you can go through it now. When we went on Jungle Cruise a couple of weeks ago, um, I took a picture. I forgot to post it on Instagram as just part of the stories. It looked like they were uh, redoing part of the ground. Like I don't, So I don't know what it looks like now, but... It, like taking out some of the stones or whatever they had as the 
as the walkway. So I don't know. I haven't noticed anything different in the videos I've seen, but yeah. maybe, but maybe it was like, it is a, it was like a large amount of <laughs> ground that was uncovered. It was kind of interesting. I'm just so glad that it's down because yes. that really was making traffic, foot traffic, a nightmare having to go through both uh, traffic for both Adventureland and Frontierland, having to go through Frontierland made it a lot busier than normal. Although I swear most of the Adventureland quote traffic is just people randomly standing by Indy, not knowing what's going on. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everyone looks confused in front of Indy. I don't understand. There's very <laughs> clear signs. Like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, whatever. Uh, the second thing that happened this week, it's not really like major news shattering stuff, but uh, Disney, I guess you say they added more, released more of the backstory to Tiana, Tiana's? Tianaman? <laughs> I, have a, I have a cousin named Tiana. Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Oh, gosh. Um and basically what it is, is that it deals with uh, Tiana's new business, Tiana's Foods. So it's supposed to be like after the events of the movie that she was really successful with her restaurant. She's opened her own food label. Uh, it's called, a, and they say it's an employee owned cooperative. Um, and it says that the endeavor began when Tiana purchased the salt mine and the area surrounding the large salt dome it operated from. I'm guessing that's what you're going to be going down at the end of the ride. <laughs> is a salt dome, quote-unquote. Uh, with the help of her mother Eudora, Naveen, Lewis, and fellow owners of the cooperative, Tiana revived the old salt mine and the surrounding land, growing a wide array of vegetables, herbs, and spices for her recipes. This multifaceted enterprise has turned the aging salt mine into a space that has come alive. Complete with a boutique farm and both a working and teaching kitchen, Tiana's Foods is where Tiana and her colleagues create all sorts of new products that they are bringing to the world, including a line of original hot sauces. Tiana wants to give a big thanks to her family and friends and the entire community for all the support they've given her by throwing an amazing party during Mardi Gras. When it turns out there's been a bit of a mix-up with the party preparations, Tiana invites us to meet her at Tiana's Foods to help with the missing ingredient for the party. And that's where the ride begins. So it's it's just more like we get a little bit more of an idea like what it is that we're walking into when the ride does open next year. Uh, keeping in mind that we still don't know for certain when this ride will close at Disneyland. My guess is in the first half of the year, there's some rumors that say May. I think that's a possibility, but we do not know for certain yet at this point when that will close. Nope. Uh, Speaking of rumors, this is only sort of a rumor because it came about because Disney posted a casting call on their auditions page. So we know that there is going to be a new limited run um, stage show coming to the Hyperion Theater in California Adventure. There has not been one since before COVID because <laughs> it's been vacant for almost three years now. And so people are getting excited looking at the casting call and trying to figure out what the show could be because they put no identifying character characteristics in the casting call. But what do we know that it's not? We know it's not going to be Hercules. Hercules, that's what it was. <laughs> I couldn't <No>. remember. <laughs> Um, for some reason, everyone, there's just a whole slew of websites that are saying that it's Hercules. It's not. If you read the, um, the details of each character, it is 100% not Hercules. Like none of the characters, none of the character descriptions match up with any characters in Hercules. So it's not Hercules. I would wish it was, but it's not. So, um, what seems to be the most likely thing as I've seen a few people guessing that it could be. Rogers the musical <laughs> from Hawkeye, the series on Disney Plus. And I think that's likely. That would be my guess. 
And I would be all for that. It's right there in Avengers area. So you don't remember the name of the land? Uh, Avengers <laughs> land. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll have to open the, what's it called? Um, Avengers campus. That's the word. <laughs> that took a little too long. <laughs> Avenger land. I had a long day of work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wait, I mean, we, this is still rumor, but honestly, I think that's the most likely thing that they might do. And so I am all for that. I think that would be absolutely amazing if they did that. Yes. It's so funny. If you haven't seen it, it's go watch so the first, dumb though. <laughs> go watch the first episode of Hawkeye. Oh, it's so stupid, but I yeah, want it to be real. When you saw it, you were like, they should do this at Disneyland. Well, they might be, they might be doing it and it would be just great. One way or the other, there's definitely a show that there new is show. in the works for the Hyperion theater, which will be, it's anything to, added to California adventure yes. is good. I'm still sad. No frozen, but yeah, I know it was a really good show, but, uh, I think with that, we're done with new stuff. And so we'll get into our main thing. So we mentioned, we're going to be talking about fine dining, quote unquote, fine dining at Disneyland. Uh, there's only like three options <laughs> yeah, that are technically like very fine. <laughs> that dining. are like fine dining. And we understand that for most people that come to the parks, these depending on, like depending on the visitor, it could be anywhere from like a once in a lifetime thing to go to one of these restaurants to just a, I'm saving up enough money to go to one of these, but I don't know which one to pick. And so we just kind of wanted to talk about what to expect from each one, the pros and cons um, to help you make decisions about these sorts of things. So you can decide what's going to be best for you. And, you know, people are going to have very different opinions from these, I think, because we have some, we always tend to have very unpo- unpopular opinions about stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. One way or the other, I could tell but you. we're always right. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um, so we're going to break each one down and just kind of help you figure it out. So if it is something where you're like, I can only do one of these, you're going to hopefully pick something that you're going to think is just a fantastic experience and didn't like cost way more money than you thought it was worth. Yeah. And obviously, as Jordan was saying earlier, Talking about Valentine's Day, it's too late for these right now because you have to have reservations. Um, most of the best way to do it is to go onto the app and they open 60 days before uh, the date and you want to get up early for these if you can um, to try and book them online. They do offer walk-up wait list if they have openings so you can always check with them. But Yeah, and sometimes with Disneyland, the restaurants don't all open their availability at the same time. So keep checking, refresh, 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 keep checking. Even as it gets closer, keep checking. You never know what someone might cancel. Right, sometimes people cancel and then it's available. Uh, Be open to doing like a lunch because those are definitely more available. Yes. Uh, So the three options that we're talking about that we would say constitute, quote unquote, fine dining at the Disneyland Resort um, are the Carthy Circle Restaurant in California Adventure, the Napa Rose at the Grand Californian Hotel, and the Blue Bayou in Disneyland. So let's kind of go through each of those one at a time and tell you like what you can expect and what we what we feel about those experiences. So uh, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with the Blue Bayou. Okay. This is the classic one. Yeah. So it's classic. Um, so if you don't already know, it's the one that's inside Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, it's an awesome ambiance because it's that first, like right after you load onto 
the ride and you look to the right and it's that cute little area in the bayou with the fireflies and it's just so amazing. You get to wave to everyone as they go by on their boats. Even when it's daytime, you go in there and you're just in another world. It's nighttime and so serene. Um, It's only open for lunch and dinner. Um, It used to be absolutely gloriously amazing. Now it's... Fine. Pretty good. <laughs> the food, the the menu changed a lot with COVID. They shrunk the menu, and then now they've kind of tweaked it a little bit. They used to have like multiple options for like steaks and stuff. It's that that's all changed. And they used to have a bread service. That they was had amazing. the world's most amazing bread so service. Good. Come out with like cornbread and like a cheese bread and like a sourdough, and that was like included, included yeah. with everything. And it was so good. And then they changed the bread to just like generic bread, and it was still okay because at least it was free. Now, no such bread service exists. No bread. Um, a, a gumbo or salad used to be included with every entree. Now the gumbo is considered it's one of the appetizer. appetizers. Yeah. So if you want the gumbo, which I mean, who wouldn't want the gumbo because it's so good? It is really good. Um, like, th- this is one thing. The food at the Blue Bayou is really good. I don't think we've had anything there that no. we didn't really enjoy. But unfortunately, it's there's less to choose from now, and the price point is the price. Yeah, because it used to include the it. the soup and salad, and now it's. I think they even like slightly raise the prices for less food. Um, so that gets frustrating. What's funny is we you go in, and at one point they it was really dark in there, so they had like self lighting up menus. Oh, <laughs> that was funny. There was like a series of. Several trips there. Every time we went, the menus were slightly different uh, because every time it was, how is it going to light up this time? (laughs) Um, I think now they just have like slightly brighter uh, the lamps at the tables or stuff. But I don't don't know. It's just kind of funny. It is a little dark in there. So, but I mean. One thing also that drives me nuts, uh, people still actually think that you have to go to the Blue Bayou in order to get a Monte Cristo sandwich. They actually don't serve it at the Blue Bayou anymore. Several years ago, they actually took it off their menu. They would still offer it, but it was like an off menu thing because they, and the servers at the time told us we're trying to phase this off of our menu. And so if you're wanting that Monte Cristo, this is actually not where you go. You want to go to, the Cafe Orleans, that's where you get the Monte Cristo. They don't offer it at the uh, Blue Bayou anymore. What they offer is really, really good food. And now they actually do have, for those who drink, they serve wine and cocktails um, there as well. That's all it is, like just a few a few selections for wine and a few cocktails. So it's nothing like super crazy, but uh, just something to elevate your experience a little bit. It's also, it's a very quick dining experience, I have to say. When, yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it goes quick. It's um, not like they're pushing you out of there super, super fast or anything. It's just a matter of, it's surprising how quickly they're able to get your food out. Indeed. Um, so you're, you don't feel pressured or anything, but... They do um, still do the dining packages for Fantasmic when Fantasmic yes. goes. So but you have to make sure that when you book it that it's specifically for a Fantasmic dining package. Yeah. As far as I understand, they no longer do it where you can just get a regular reservation and then turn it into a dining package when you arrive. They used to. But they used to, but I believe now it has to be labeled as such when you book it. 
So it is nice. It's extremely difficult to get a reservation there. So weird. Partially because I think the restaurant's just so small and everyone wants to go and have this experience. But they often have the wait list, the walk-up thing. You have to add yourself to that wait list like as soon as the restaurant opens, even in the app, like Otherwise, it probably won't happen. Yep. Or we'll go walk up to the... Smaller parties are more likely to be accommodated, obviously, but um, it is very difficult to get a reservation there right now. It hasn't really gotten super easier. It is still a pretty family-friendly restaurant, too. Oh, yeah. They have have the glow cubes, which are cute for the kids, and they do have a kid's menu, so it's not like super fine dining for... Like where you wouldn't want to take your kids there. So. No, but it's the finest within Disneyland. Yes. That the general public can go to. Yeah. I and should put that. It's still fairly affordable. Like entrees are $30, $40. So. Yeah. Um, I would say next, let's talk about Napa Rose. Sure. Which is the opposite end. Yes. <laughs> like, the, the Napa Rose is probably my favorite, but just slightly over um, Carthay Circle, which we'll talk about in a minute. So Napa Rose is in the Grand Californian Hotel. Um, it's kind of on the side, like right over by the, by the entrance to, um, Disney California Adventure. It, uh, it's very, very, very hard to get the, get a reservation to for still. It didn't used to be. Um, and they, I think they only serve dinner and then they have like no, a, they have like a breakfast. Yeah. Like a, there's a princess breakfast. They do a character something. breakfast, which is a very expensive character breakfast, which we won't get into here, but yeah. they do offer that. And then they have dinner. Yeah, yeah. they don't do Yeah, much. clearly, like, dinner is their main staple. I think it's the top, like, if you think of a fine dining restaurant where you go and it's just, like, multi-course and you sit down and it takes a while, that's, this is your place to Tiny go. Tiny portions. Tiny portions. <laughs> Very romantic setting. Um, it is beautiful. Such a pretty building. In that restaurant. Uh, or such a pretty room in there. Um, it's not super fam like kid friendly. There, people take their kids, but I would all say all of these options have a kids menu. But I do agree that I think the Blue Bayou is the most like the most friendly for kids. Like just the environment. Yeah, Napa Rose, not so much. A lot of people that go to Napa Rose are locals and they dress up. Uh, like you'll see people in suits and ties yeah. and dresses. It's and like date night. It's date night. Um, but it's an amazing experience. Uh, so you can get multiple courses. They have tons of wines, tons of, um, mixed drinks. Um, the desserts are amazing. They also have a separate chef's table experience or chef's counter experience that you can book separately. You just call the restaurant directly to set that up. There's only certain numbers allowed, but, uh, I hear that's amazing. We haven't tried it yet, but where the, the chef will kind of cater things to your individual tastes. It's just it's just so nice. I, their filet mignon is one of the best I've ever had. So the food is so good. Um, it is pricey. Like yes. we've mentioned, that it is the most expensive restaurant actually at the Disneyland Resort. Yeah, Sixty seventy dollars for a, for just per a, person. just the entree by yeah. itself. So yeah, I think I think it's probably fifty to sixty, but I'm sure you could easily spend seventy easily without trying. Um, you might think because of the location of the restaurant, because it has a very large window that overlooks. Uh, California Adventure, you might think, oh, that means you have wonderful views during dinner. You do not. Um, if it were daylight outside, the trees have overgrown, so you can't see Grizzly Peak. It's just going to be green outside. It's, it's really a, pretty. It's, it's like, nice. It's, it's just like not what you think. California Redwood Forest. Um, if it's nighttime, you will see nothing but the really pretty windows. But the people yeah. who are walking by outside, they can see you. Yes. The outside can see in, the inside <laughs> cannot see out in the nighttime. That's one slight down. It's kind of interesting, fall, but, but it's it doesn't really matter because the environment is no, really, yeah, really the nice. The inside is just so beautiful. 
Um, the, we've never had a bad meal and never had a bad experience with the wait staff. So it is, and it, it is top notch. Dan mentioned earlier, it does take a little bit more time because this is the type of experience where they're not expecting you to want to leave anytime soon. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you, will, you will not be there less than an hour unless you just have just an entree or something. No, so. no, they, and it's not because it just takes forever to do their food. It's just cause it's the type of dining experience where you're not in a rush Yep, that you take your time. So, so yeah, if you want a nice date night, a nice romantic meal and like once in a lifetime or once in a, a year or something, I, this, it's my favorite. It that. is nice that it, especially if you're local, more local to the area, this is the only one you don't need a park reservation for or admission at all because it's in the hotel. So you just have to book it and you just go to the hotel and yep. park your car. So it's, um, and it's since nice it's right next to the exit of, um, DCA, you can just head right over as well. So if you're in the parks, yeah. It's so it's it's a pretty good ac- um, option for that, but pricey and still can be difficult to get a reservation for. Um, I don't know why, but it is a little bit. Uh, the last one is the Carthay Circle, which is your favorite of these three. This is definitely my favorite. I absolutely love it too. So Carthay Circle is right there in the hub in the middle of. DCA patterned after the Carthay Circle um, theater theater that was in California. It it's super super cozy and the ambiance is amazing and they have pictures of like old timey Hollywood stars. The whole and, idea is that once you go inside, you're transported to the 1930s yep. in Hollywood, it and really so it's that like sort it. of glamour throughout, which is just it's it's so cool inside. It's beautiful in a very different way. It's very glam. Blue Bayou is just like this really magical ambiance. Napa Rose is just like modern and beautiful fancy. and fancy. And this one is glam. This is what you think of old school Hollywood glam everywhere. And if you ask your server, they will help point out to you all the different ways that the Imagineers um, wove elements of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs into the decor because the Carthy Circle Theater is where Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs premiered. And uh, it's it's actually really cool. They even showed us one time, I don't know if you remember, and the table that there was, they mm. played with the wood grain on the table to make it look like the Evil Queen. No. Just ask your server if you go there and they'll point it out to you because it's actually really cool, the level of detail that went into this. It's also, so the restaurant itself, um, a cautionary tale. So there's... Um, there's the actual Carthay Circle restaurant, and then there's now a Carthay Circle alfresco dining terrace. That one's also cool, and that will come up more often when you try to book it. That one's on the main level. That one um, mostly you sit outside. Yeah, there's outside, and then there's the main level. Um, upstairs, though, is the main restaurant. So it's just so there, like these. There's these cool little like side rooms. So if you have like a larger party, you may be in this like very yeah. cozy little area. There's there's multiple parts up there, and I like the word you used, cozy, yeah. earlier on. The That's main, really a good way to the main that. part upstairs, uh, you get to see the whole kitchen too, which is kind of a fun experience. So. Yeah, it's. I love their their menu. You always can expect the same proteins. They always have uh, chicken. I think they usually have. They usually have chicken, pork, beef. They always have a vegetarian option. 
I think they have a fish too. I think they might have a fish option all the time, but seasonally yeah, they change them up. Each season. So every time you go, it's not going to be exactly the same menu. They also have this amazing, isn't it like cheese bread or something that oh, they have, man, the yeah. bread service that you do have to pay extra for, but it's really, really good. Really good bread service. Um, they have full bar, everything, because they have the lounge downstairs, so full bar service, uh, lots and lots of wines uh, to <laughs> choose from, and the desserts are always really good. I always, yes. uh, yeah, it's, it, it is another like amazing, you can do multi-course, just fun, I, cozy experience. I loved the one time, as we mentioned that we don't really drink, but, uh, one time we were, they, cause you can get your drinks down in the lounge while you wait and then take them upstairs with you. And we had ordered these non-alcoholic, what did they call them? Oh, it was, yeah, it was a fake, uh, they're basically like fake carbonated wine. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like there's a fake rosé, a fake red wine, but it's just like carbonated. Grape it's just juice, basically like carbonated <laughs> white grape but, juice. But, uh, we took it upstairs with us and we felt so fancy, but then the server decided to just kind of play into it and they treated it like it was <laughs> like our model. actual wine. Yeah. And so they would come over pour and like a little bit. present <laughs> it to us and like pour a little bit, like, to taste and like, swirl the. It was really. <laughs> but so I appreciated dumb. it. I thought it was, it was so dumb. <laughs> One of my favorite memories, and it wasn't even me, but it was you telling me about it and uh, me imagining it in my mind. When Jordan went to the bathroom once, there was oh, a geez. there was a boy. Like how old was he? He was like, like sixteen. <laughs> and he took the. They have like the. They're just paper. Of they're just paper towels, right? Are yeah. they are they cloth? No, they're, they're, they're paper, paper towels. towels. And he like did this little uh, hole fluffed out in the, in the air before he. He was just it. very fancy with it. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay. All right. You are used to this sort of environment, young it man. Is, it is a fancy little restaurant. And I I think it would be my favorite. It is definitely my favorite in the parks because there's only two. But um, yeah, it, it is an amazing place. It's still fairly expensive. On par, similar to Napa Rose, maybe a little less. I think it's expensive. a little bit less yeah. than Napa. A little bit. It's somewhere between Blue Bayou and Napa. Um, I think it's probably the easiest of the three right now to get a reservation. Not to say that it's necessarily easy, but it's the easiest. Yeah, it seems to pop up a little more. And you did mention the alfresco dining. Um, that one's still thing. amazing, too. So. That one's really good, too. It's a different menu entirely, and it's a lot easier to get. And, and so cheaper. if you even want to just say, we went to, quote-unquote, Carthy Circle, go ahead and get the alfresco tasting. Yeah, it's a lot or cheaper. Or alfresco dining. It's a lot cheaper. It's super fun. Um, a lot more, A little bit more casual. Because you're not upstairs, you're downstairs or outside, um, but it's it's fun. And there's a, and you'll enjoy it. Isn't there just the bar too? If you want to, if you can in just go and, to the lounge, yeah, yeah, there's just the lounge. So, but at least walk inside, even if you don't ever get to go, just to see how cute it is. So, um, I'm trying to think of what other restaurants we would say. Like after this list, what we would say the nicest ones are after that. Um, I would definitely say. We don't need to spend a lot of time talking about them, but like if you're saying like these all sound like they're out of my price range, yeah. you also can't go wrong if you did Lamplight Lounge, also in California Adventure. It's just a fun. Um, it's super place. trendy. Yeah, <laughs> hip, hipster, very hip <laughs> place. Uh, it's great, especially if you like cocktails. They have tons of cocktails. Uh, also, Wine Country Trattoria. I really like that place. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of like. A nicer version of Olive Garden, not to, yeah. not to demean it. When we all, say but. nicer, we mean like the food is better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it, a lot of the seating is outdoors, um, uh-huh. which you, you kind of don't think always fine dining when you're eating outside. But it's there's nice. there's part of it outside or part of it inside, um, and yeah, 
Um, and then over in Disneyland, the only other place I can think of that would be like even close to being like, quote unquote, really nice would be uh, the Cafe Orleans. Yeah. Which is actually my favorite restaurant, just period. But it's it's not like on the That's same car. You, you would drink mint juleps every day of your life if you could. 100% yes. <laughs> and eat Monte Cristos if they weren't all deep fried and... I still want to get all the Monte Cristos and just if, if, my ideal dinner is just go have a Monte Cristo with the pomme frite and a mint julep. And I'm so happy, but, uh, that's just me. So those are some other places that you can consider. All of those are significantly less money. Yeah. Uh, and so much easier to get a reservation for, but, uh, just something to consider. So if you're thinking about doing one of these experiences, hopefully this helps to, to, narrow things down, pick one that you want to try and go for. There are thing, there are services online, I guess we can call them services. I can't remember the names of them, but you can, that they basically will alert you if a dining reservation comes up for the, the restaurant that you want. You generally have to pay for that. So that's another added incurred expense, but it can help if you're worried about not being able to find the right, the right reservation. Uh, biggest thing, get there 60 days in advance, keep checking back frequently because you never know what might have gotten picked up and then thrown back because <laughs> they yep. decided not to go. Yeah, you have to, I can't remember the exact, I think it's 7 a.m. that they open it each time, but you have to get up early to book them if you want one of the very popular restaurants. And be flexible on times. It's definitely, that definitely helps if you're open to potentially doing a lunch or having a late dinner or a really early dinner. <laughs> Or a liner, if you will. No. Oh, okay. Lunner. Lunner. Sorry. A lunner. Um, and as of this recording, you can still go to Catal Restaurant in downtown Disney, which is, I think, is quite nice, too. It's it is very nice. Writing, Unfortunately, it's going to be closing, closing within the year. Yeah. Um, part of the downtown Disney renovation. But that's another option. Or there are other restaurants, since obviously it's in the middle of Anaheim, around town, so... You can go and check and see, but those are the, our favorite ones um, that we'd recommend for a fine dining experience in the parks. And so obviously we miss Steakhouse 55. That used to be our go-to, and so of course good. that closed down with the pandemic, but we're not bitter. Not at all. Not at all. And Steakhouse 71 in Disney World is the exact same. No, it's not. It's like a weird cafeteria. Stop speaking blasphemy. <laughs> Sorry that we keep bringing up Disney World in all these episodes. We don't need to. Uh, <laughs> so since that's, that's a whole other matter for a whole another day. But uh, in the meantime, of course, uh, consider planning your next trip with our friends at Getaway Today. That link is in the description. So if you use them, they can save you a lot of money. They have different specials going on all the time. It's a way to support us as well. And then make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast so you can get new episodes as they come out. Make sure that you leave a rating or a review if you so choose. And I think next week... Oh, I almost forgot. A special announcement from Dan. <laughs> I came up with an idea and Jordan likes it, but won't admit it. <laughs> I admit it. I just still laugh. <laughs> I thought of it during Oscar season that we could do um, some awards and call them the Walties. <laughs> so we'll have so the Waltie Awards. Keep an eye out on either Facebook or Instagram and we will be going we'll be looking for nominations soon i don't even know all the details yet but we're gonna get those hat, <laughs> hashed out and done soon Ugh. <laughs> i'm an idiot yes, i know that's okay so anyway i think with that now we're probably good to sign off right yep all right um so we'll talk to you guys later 
Bye. Bye.